0: Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Your host, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in.
1: Welcome, freelancers, to episode 51 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my fantastic hosts, Devin, Mike, and JD. And guys, it has been a long week. This is Gamescom week. Is it Gamescom or Gamescon? I think I always say Gamescom. I can never tell which one it is. But it's com. Okay, it's com. Fair enough. It's an echo from somewhere. It's not me unless someone is watching Mixer and they do not have their Mixer turned down. It's probably not me, because I would never do that. So, it's got to be someone else. Either way, while you guys check that, because I know you guys, they were professional podcasters. We've been doing this for a year. Like, next week is going to be episode 52. So, 52, that's 52 weeks of doing this show. I mean, its not, we've been doing it longer than a year, but it'll be the official 52nd episode, which is kind of insane. But... It is the longest running anthem podcast on the internet, and we've been doing this for way too long with very little information. So guys, to get to know you, I need to know your pet peeve. JD, what is just one pet peeve? It doesn't have to be like your worst one, but just one pet peeve that you have.
2: Uh definitely the people who uh constantly like when like when you it, like you're actually insulting somebody, but you you claim it's a joke when people get upset. That's pet peeve.
1: Oh, so when they say something at the end, they're like, "Oh, it's just a joke." Why are you getting so upset?
2: Yeah, it's like, it's like, man, your hair looks funny today, man. And then you're like, "What?" They're like, "Don't worry, don't get upset. It's just a joke, man." All
1: right, All right. Mike. Pet peeve. I know you got a lot of them. I do have quite a few pet peeves. This one I file under the
0: category of pet peeves and also um, worst fears. It's um, toilets that flush too loud.
1: Why is that a fear? Yeah,
0: it's,
2: <laughs> yeah what? It's, are you so afraid it's, it's of getting almost, like sucked it's in? Scared it's the it's
0: poop almost, out of you? What's going on? It's almost a, a crippling
3: <laughs> fear.
0: Because toilets that flush too loud um, will actually kind of pin me up against the wall. Because I'm like, why are you flushing so loud? Is there something coming out of this? Why, why is this so loud? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, is but there... I've actually... It's so bad that I've actually kind of um, um, passed it on to one of my kids. Oh, feel
1: so so, sorry for so when I
0: take them when I take them potty and it flushes too loud, we both kind of like freeze.
1: Is it like and we just is like there
0: stare at it because like there's some it shouldn't toilets don't need to flush that loud like like a loud flush doesn't mean a powerful flush.
1: How much pressure do you really need? Like, is there an exactly. origin to I'm this just like saying. fear that you have? Did, like, yes, something I'm happen scared to you? of
0: things. I'm scared of things that don't need. I'm, I'm. I'm. just. I'm scared of it. I think I've always been scared of it. I don't know what happened. Um. It's just they make a lot. Toilets that make a loud sound. I'm. I'm not okay
1: with it. Oh, all right, fair enough, Devin. I'm not you, okay with it, Devin. Do you have I'm a pet peeve? Really just your I know you do.
3: Um. None that I could think of. At the moment.
0: Seriously. <laughs> what? Tell me what I have,
3: a, I, have a, I
0: have another pet peeve of like when people are asked questions beforehand and they like are like no nah, I don't think I have one
2: I mean Mike just poured his heart out to us with his He really did That wasn't
0: That wasn't really my heart
2: and I mean I
1: and mean, it's a, a thing
0: it about, it's not it in the wind. It's not like a thing I mean it's a Come thing It sounds
1: like i am uh, I'm <clears> ge- I'm guessing Mike you've planned like your like route your schedule around places that have Toilets that flush really loud, and you either just avoid those places, or you make sure you're never at those places when you have to go to the. No, bathroom.
0: I, I never I never know. Like like pardon the pun, but it's a crapshoot on which one you get. <laughs> like on which ones flush loud and which ones don't. I mean, because because you can have you can be in the same in the same restroom and different stalls, depending on anyway. That's just one of my pet peeves. And Devin, you're telling me that in all of your gaming time. You don't have a pet peeve of, like, a 12-year-old acting like a bad A on Halo and just, like, going off?
3: I don't know if that's a pet peeve, but... Uh, no, so I, feel, I thought of one while you were rambling there for a minute. Um, that's what
0: I do. That's what that's,
3: <laughs> I'm just the filler. I've been up since about 2.30 this morning, just uh note, so... <laughs>
1: Good. We'll get so good, now, Devin, on episode fifty-one. Uh, yes,
3: and I have to get up again at two thirty in the morning in a couple hours. Good luck. Uh, anyways, uh, no. So my pet peeve is being somewhere on time when you say you're going to be somewhere. Uh, it's super annoying to me uh, when someone says, "Yeah, we're going to meet at this time, or we're going to pick somebody up at this time," and then they show up forty-five minutes late. And there's, you know, they don't have technology. Apparently, can't say yes. You know let's i'm gonna be late
1: <laughs> they can't like, even i understand can't, that frustration can't be
3: bothered and i'm just like hey you know
1: screw you <laughs> fair enough my pet peeve is uh <laughs> is people that don't <laughs> uh, No, you go if you got something to say mike i mean it's people that talk over people on podcasts that's exactly what i was going to say no it's elevator <laughs> etiquette if you're getting onto an elevator you have to let people get off get off the elevator get off If you are on the elevator and people that rush into the elevator, like the elevator is like, you know, not going to wait for them or it's going to explode or the hotel (laughs) or like the loud toilet is flushing and they have to get away from it and they just like rush in, man, that pisses off. (laughs) Anyway, guys, this is the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet. There's hundred and what eighty-four days until Anthem releases officially across the board. Um, with Origin Access, there's months. 177 days. Less than six months. We don't have a lot of information still. We did get a pretty sweet blog that we'll talk about. Before we do that, Devin has a giveaway. We are giving away the Storm pin, and Devin's going to tell us who won that thing.
3: So I mean, obviously people don't like the storm because there wasn't a lot of interest in this. So oh, I
1: was interested. All of those entries were actually mine. <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all they're all fake accounts.
3: No, it was pretty good. It wasn't. It, you know, you have a one in fourteen chance because only fourteen people like the storm enough that they want this pin.
1: Maybe it's because so- like they're afraid that it won't have the cape at launch. All right, Devin, who won this thing?
3: Uh William. Failed, I think is how you pronounce his last name F-E-L-D-E
1: Very William. cool Congratulations. Congratulations to William Congratulations.
3: We'll send you a message And if you can message us back
1: So appreciate. we'll send him a message on YouTube I'm guessing because that's where they posted correct Alright yes. very cool Alright so while we're doing that we also have The next pin that we're going to give away We have the Colossus pin <laughs> Nice red It's Got some pretty sweet red Racing stripe on there um so how are we gonna do this i think what we're gonna do is that we're colossi we're going to give this away in our freelancer codex discord and we are going to give it away to a random user there so if you want access to to be to get a to win sorry i can't talk to win a colossal pin all you got to do is follow the links on our website freelancercodex.com that'll take you to our discord with a invite that'll be open jump in there and we will next episode on episode 52 we will give away the Colossus pin so that'll be really exciting so congratulations do have to William to do, again right?
3: all they, they have to comment have
2: to,
1: uh, have, to, have to join and comment
0: with their pet peeve and
3: in what's in what server do they have to comment
1: though? I will the, create uh, I will create a server where people have to comment I'll be just called pin, giveaway. Contest. pin, yep. pin giveaway and that's where you can go pin in giveaway. and you can Type something in and then you can level up in our discord. It's a fun place to hang out. We talk a lot about Anthem. There's a lot of channels to talk about a bunch of other stuff, about other Bioware games. We have a pretty big uh, group of people that love Bioware. So they talk a lot about um, Mass Effect, all those other games that Bioware created before. So, All right. So first things first, guys. We had got our big Bioware blog for the month. And that was centered around the announcement of who was actually going to be composing um, anthem. So we got that, and it was announced that Sarah Shashner was is going to be the composer. Um, if that name sounds familiar, it's because she also composed Assassin's Creed Origins, and she has done um, some composing for Call of Duty. It just says Call of Duty. I don't know if that's uh, Modern Warfare. What was the last one? Infinite. In, was it Infinite Warfare? The last Call of Duty, or am I totally making that up? I'm probably making that, that up. I would assume Devin would know because he buys all the Call of Duty games. <laughs>
3: the last Call of Duty was World War Two.
1: Which one was the infinite one? With the planes and the, and the jetpacks? I think that was the one with Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones.
2: I think that was Infinite Warfare, wasn't it? That was one in space and such.
1: I think it might be called that, so... So we also got, um, if you go to the Bioware blog post, you can jump on there and you can download the track titled Valor, that is the Freelancer theme. It's the theme that we heard from the EA Play um, presentation, the song that we heard there. It's a very cool theme. We're going to play a little bit here to kind of talk about the sounds, the different things that we're hearing, the different tones and you know the feelings it puts in all of us. So do you guys want me to play just the whole thing all the way through? Or do you want me to play all these snippets and just kind of break it up that way? What do you What do you guys think?
3: Let's do one all the way through the first time, and then we can
1: break it through. All right. I believe this is like two minutes long, so here is Valor. guy's impressions jd impressions on the soundtrack valor title it is
2: it is absolutely incredible in my opinion i think it has a very interesting sound i think it uh there's some elements of hopeful to it but some of the chord changes do kind of remind me of like songs that also kind of uh, emphasize desperation as well so it's definitely like being brave like in a desperate time like i think that's what comes across and i think it nails it
1: very cool mike do you have initial impressions on valor which is the um freelancer theme so so i'm actually
0: listening to it right now and it's and and it's good i i i don't feel that i'm the best judge of music um but but this one i mean it's good it, it's something that you can... Uh, what was the theme that I really liked that I was into? Um, oh, the um, Halo music. It's the Halo music that I really liked. And, it, and and as weird and corny and cheesy as it sounds, and hopefully most people will agree with me on this, that it does invoke a certain emotion, um, especially when you're tied to it. And it's, and it's weird for me because I really wasn't into Halo, and I'm not super into Halo. Um, like maybe devin or Steven is but but the music sometimes and this is the really weird part sometimes I'll just put the title the uh, I'll queue up the game and just listen to the music on a menu screen um, just because it's like I, I don't I mean I don't know triumphant it's um, it's um, I don't have the words to describe it but it's just it's just cool music and I like it just like this this. It seems like it tells a story. It seems like it is, it is very well orchestrated and constructed. Um, I I appreciate the music. Um, I feel really weird talking about it, but you feel I, I think just because
1: cool. you don't like, just because you don't know like how to talk about well, music, no, because, or you're just because, not so interested. I feel music? weird.
0: I feel weird sharing my emotions about uh-huh. music because I try to keep those kind of to myself because I feel like awkward. Like Devin's smirking right now. And so I'm like, maybe I'm really off on this. This is one of those things where like in your English class, when you're supposed to read a poem and uh, you're supposed to like interpret it. And I and I, and I guess I just use like the, the surface level interpretations and the teacher's like, really, you can do better than that. And I'm like, what? The door's red. They said the door's red. It's a red door. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I guess I always feel nervous about that. But but I like the music. I think I think Sarah did a great job. Um, I'm glad it's going to be an anthem, and and I'm excited for the game to come out in six months, and excited to get more information about it. And so, Mike, I feel I like
1: I feel like we're learning a lot about you on episode uh, 51.
2: I I am very happy about the spiritual journey we're going on with Mike.
0: So uh, so 51 was my bus number riding to school when I was younger, <laughs> and so maybe that's what it is. And but that's th- not even a joke. And then all the and drops even, just oh, keep coming. It was.
1: It really All right, was. was. All right, Devin. So... Hit us with your uh, whatever you're gonna hit us with.
3: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed the music. I like that uh, it's recorded, you know, with the uh, orchestra, and uh, I really like, you know, there's some hero tones going on early with the trombones, trumpets, French horns. Wait, what French did you say? Horns, trombones.
1: No, did trumpets. you say hero tones? Huh, French horns. What? No, what did you say I in the beginning? Said, I think hero he tones. said Hero Tones. Hero Tones, Oh, yes. Hero Tones. are yeah, like like, right. tones. what <laughs> kind of weird music lingo are you throwing <laughs> at us here? No, there was, you know, obviously music some,
3: some synthetic stuff going on in the intro, of course, but uh, then we got to the live orchestra, and uh, it's really good. I really liked it, and uh, I liked the video. That was also in the blog post, just showing them, a, you know, a 20-second clip of their uh, recording in studio, so... Um, that's always good when they have live orchestras you know it really makes a difference uh, for the music um, I definitely liked when the didgeridoo came in so that they gave, like I talked about in my comment on Twitter you know kind of took it back to a primal or uh, you know a really kind of you know this, this world is a savage place and it's it's not uh, it's technologically advanced but at the same time it's not you know I mean
1: it's, it's not different. a safe place to be
3: yeah
1: no yeah i I really really i really enjoyed it i i really enjoyed like the cello the violins everything that you're hearing in there the drum line um i broke i broke it up into like six different parts it seems like there's um good places where you know the tone changes in the song where it goes from using strings instruments to using the didgeridoo and drums then going to using cello using violin so breaking it up and hearing it that way, it sounded really cool. So I'm, I'm excited for the music. I love buying soundtracks for, for video games and I just have a video game soundtrack playlist that I that I use when I'm driving or when I'm doing other stuff. So this will definitely be one that if you bought the Legion of Dawn edition, you automatically get the soundtrack. So I'm, I'm glad love there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have access to the music. Hopefully they'll release like a vinyl, um, a vinyl edition down the line so you can pick that up for people that are still buying vinyl uh, records. So, that'll be pretty exciting.
2: Compressed, compressed
1: yep.
3: audio.
1: Right on. I so, have
3: a uh, vinyl collection myself.
1: How big is your vinyl collection? or? It's
3: uh, about two boxes, about this big. Seriously? <laughs> know, you, you have yeah. that many
1: vinyls? Yeah. Just of, uh, like, nice. old vinyls that you found, like at yard sales, or?
3: Yep, yard sales and collections from people, and uh, <clears throat> my record player doesn't work, so i got to get a new one, but. Um, I also got uh, what they do when they released Halo, the Halo Two anniversary soundtrack on vinyl. I purchased that one. Um, you know, you just can't beat vinyl.
1: So. No, you can't. I was gonna buy the Cuphead vinyl um record, but that thing's like eighty bucks. It's like I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> spend eighty bucks anyway. Anthem podcast That's a lot right?
3: to make limited presses, right?
1: I guess <laughs> it does pretty. So-, so, do you think Mike? Pretty soon, once they start releasing cassette tapes. Like, you're going to go back and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm buying cassette tapes of all this old stuff, because that's how I used to listen to music when (laughs) you were a kid. Oh, no. No? Like, I mean, vinyl's making a comeback. I'm surprised, like, 8-Tracks haven't been making a comeback.
2: It's not not really that they're making a comeback just so much as it's, like, one of the few formats where the audio is completely uncompressed, which every digital format is slightly compressed to a certain extent. So the audio quality of a vinyl record is superior to almost Mm -hmm. everything else.
1: Well, I'm saying they're making a comeback because a lot of people are making like their vinyl editions of all their soundtracks, and usually, and before they didn't do that, it was all on CD or. So I think it's just having the tactile feel.
3: uh, Players that use a laser to read the vinyl instead of a needle.
1: So it doesn't even touch it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
3: Well, those are like you know five thousand dollars, so.
1: Oh, cheap. Yeah, we can buy that. Cheap, totally affordable. All right, guys, Gamescom is happening. There's a lot of people over in Germany. They're. Eating bratwurst, drinking beer. What else do Germans do? I don't know. They yell nine all the time, according to the movies. So I don't even know if that's German. So John Warner was down there. They were showing off the game. It was still, you. the, uh, the demo wasn't open to the public. And from what I hear, the demo was the same demo that they were playing at EA Play. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, it's not surprising. It's pretty close to EA Play. So I doubt they would have time to make a completely different build to send down there. So they're doing that. It's still by appointment only. I figured they would have opened up the doors to get more people hands-on. So kind of interesting why they wouldn't. I don't know if Dan, JD, or Mike, if you guys heard if they're playing that on PC, if they're playing that on Xbox or PlayStations. Um, I think it's also on PC. PC. Okay, they're still playing it on PC. I I
2: would also assume it's on PC because when it was running at EA Play, it was almost exclusively on PC. Yeah.
1: All right, so he's John's down there. He's doing another AMAA, giving Mark um, a little bit of break of having to answer a bunch mm-hmm. of questions all the time. So John went down there and started answering questions. So we're gonna go down the list of some of the more interesting questions that people asked, and some of the more interesting questions. There was a lot of questions that were the same that we're just gonna skip over. We know when the game is gonna release. We know there's gonna be four players per server. We know that there's no romances. Um, We don't know anything about the beta yet. They're going to save that to release later. We don't know anything about the Storm, anything more about the Interceptor. They're saving a lot of this stuff for later on. I'm guessing they're going to save it for the PAX um, panel that they're going to be doing September 1st, I believe it is, um, that Saturday. So they're saving a lot of that information for then. So a lot of the, go ahead. Yeah,
3: well, I was just gonna say, I mean, we see this, we talk about it every week and it's still just crazy. You know, that so many people just don't, you know, they just don't know, (laughs) right? And uh, that's got to be frustrating for for the developers. But at the same time, it's also good because it means there's more people uh, finding out about Anthem, you know, that somehow, uh, I guess... didn't Didn't know before? Know about Anthem, so... Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's obviously people, they want the information, they just, you know, there's no good, easy place to find it. You know, or there is, but those people don't know where to find
1: it. Yeah, and I think I think JD mentioned last last episode that you know if if you are someone new coming into Anthem, if you don't know who the producer is, if you don't know who the game director is, like how how would you find that information out? Unless yeah. someone like Gamespot, Gamespot, um, Game Informer, IGN. If they put an article out breaking that down they wouldn't even know okay jonathan Warner's the you know game director on anthem i should follow him i should follow follow mark dara because they're doing all these questions so i mean that's that's kind of a tough spot to be because how do you get it out there without putting up twitch ads putting up youtube ads and getting it in front of people because i imagine that's where the majority of people are seeing ads nowadays for video games are on twitch or on youtube um i don't watch tv so i don't know how many mm-hmm. video games ads there are on tv anymore so it's kind of a kind of a tough spot to be in like is any suggestions like hey you know just put it on the radio do people still listen to the radio i don't think people listen to the radio anymore more people listen to radio than watch tv what i thought they were That's listening to the, the ads say I don't know. I don't know. all right yeah, so know. I
2: mean, an ad on the radio yeah
1: Interesting. All
3: I right. Know. I mean, this so, is their problem, right? So, I mean, we don't know how to fix it, it
1: is their problem, but it's our problem if no one plays the game, and then you're like, oh, I guess there's just no one playing Anthem anymore because no one knew that it was going to be released on the 22nd of February 19 of 2019. So, I'm sure they'll start. <laughs> 19. Yeah. I'm sure they'll rake up, start uh, boosting that hype train a little faster with. There'll I mean, be a I, Super Bowl commercial. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's a good way to spend a couple million dollars.
1: Yeah, maybe they're just saving their budget for that I mean, let's just put all the billions of dollars into one Get. 10 second commercial spot
3: I mean, it's a hundred million Americans watching right, you yeah, know,
1: so now yeah. I don't know about I don't know about that All right, let's yeah, break. Works. Let's break down this AMA here. All right um, JD put this one first. This is the one that um, JD picked out um, John said that players will have call signs so I don't know if this means that these are gonna be call signs that will actually be voiced in the game. I'm gonna guess no. I'm guessing they'll, I don't know if this is just your gamer tag, your PSN ID. I think it's just the
3: nameplate stuff that comes up above your name, so. so you think it'll be the same as your gamertag? Um, no, so I think like, you know, even in like Halo 5 they have a call sign where you can put you in. Can do
0: the four digits or whatever.
3: Yeah, you can put in a couple digits of your stuff there. Or maybe they have specific ones uh that you can earn or whatever, you know? Like you earn a call sign by completing so many missions or like having so a, many different enemies. Like having a
1: title underneath your name? Yeah. Because you would still want your you would still want your name <clears throat> under right there, right?
3: Yeah, I mean you want your gamertag um there. I mean yeah, I guess I mean
0: What if you like what if you're like flying your javelin and you take a picture of like a an enemy javelin it, but you're inverted do you think maybe you'll get the uh, maverick false sign i see what's <laughs> going
1: So, so do you guys uh, think like people that don't like the damage numbers or combo um... indicators on the screen are they even going to want a name over their javelins or over the javelins of their friends i mean if they're always talking Probably about not. that you know taking them out of the immersion of the game wouldn't have in, you know, freelancer Mike. You know, flying over their buddy's unless, name,
0: unless maybe it shows up in a cool way, like on your HUD. But I guess we don't get to see the HUD, huh? Because we're in third
1: person. Well, you get to see the HUD. I mean, yeah, we get so to see. We saw when they were flying there around, it would but, say but Colossus like, One, Colossus Two, Storm but One. But it's not like me looking through my
0: looking through my helmet.
1: No, like oh,
0: using like a man. like a like that kind of a HUD. So maybe I mean I'm sure I'm sure people will say no, I don't want to know. Um, I don't want to see those tags. Um, one thing that I do like seeing, I can't remember what game did this, but like an outline of where your of where your team is you know, like on a map like, that, would that would be, be Diablo useful. Is that Diablo? Where you just see their, once they get far enough away you just see their outline to see kind of where they are in like a uh, like a heat vision-esque um, yeah,
1: I infrared kind of mode kind of thing You saw them behind walls and stuff yeah, so, but because well, I mean, that, and that would be
3: useful. You can see their name, their name tag or whatever, whichever direction they're floating around.
0: I yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I think I think that's just probably. I think that's just part of games now. Can you guys think of a game that doesn't have that kind of identification system?
1: Mm. That's what I
0: thought. See,
1: it's part of it. You're a Cuphead. Uh, All right, JD, what's your call sign? You you get to pick your oh, call Steve's sign done. here. What do you put in?
2: Uh, I'll probably just do what I've always done with games that have an option like this and probably just go with JD. Only two letters. Easy to understand.
1: Easy peasy. Devin, what's your call sign? Um, I use N24. N24? <laughs> yeah. What is N24? So, the last <clears throat> letter
0: of his first name. The first letter of his last name and his age.
3: day he was yeah. born. That was pretty close, but I'm not 24. Day <laughs> I was 24 when I started using that in Halo uh, 3 or whatever game it was. And they only had enough letters for, they only had like four or three letters. And so I was like, in 24, I guess. Because I can't put my <laughs> name in there. I can't do like abbreviation and never fear. So no. uh, I was never. like, yeah, in 24. And nice. uh, so then I just keep using that all the time. It's just in 24. It just pops up. And, you know, if I'm playing with somebody else and they don't know. Uh, who I am? Then you know I have to educate.
1: If you don't know who I am, if you don't know by now, if
3: you're playing with me and you don't know who I am, Mike, well, then I obviously don't know who you are. <laughs> then we have
1: then we have problems. Your logic is sound, Mike. Call sign. Oh, they didn't have it up there? Well, if you get to they say did. it. I'm not gonna like do all the work for you here. Well,
0: whatever. I'm not gonna say it. Someone's gonna take it. It's got to be a secret. All right, we'll
1: you? keep Mike a secret, and I'll just call myself it's a secret. Dorky Let me make
3: look dork it up Dorkyface. I'll tell everybody. <laughs> all right, and
1: shut it. So moving on, John gets asked by Cactus HD, that's high definition for those of you that were born 7 years Cacus ago. HD. Cactus HD. He asked what that uh, the initial launch is just as important as the post launch. What are your plans for post launch? John says, we'll talk about it later. And those that's that was a lot sad. of the, there was a lot of <laughs> questions that he got that that were just like that. So moving on, so Imani Edwards says, what happens to experience once you max out your freelancer. Will there be an additional system to encourage the grind? And John says, yes. We'll talk about that later. No, he actually just said yes. And that's exactly (laughs) how he said it, because John's a pretty excitable guy. So he said yes, or he didn't say absolutely this time. So questions. There's a lot of games that do post-game experience launch. You gain Paragon levels in Diablo. You gain, I don't know what you gain in other games. So my question to you guys. What form do you want this to be taken in? Do you want it just to be every time you level up after this, you know, that experience gap increases? So you go from having to earn 100 experience points to a billion experience points and that grind takes forever. Or do you want it to be like a set amount? Hey, 20,000 experience points, you get to put another point into this attribute. Which way do you guys want to go with that? JD, how do they do it in Warframe?
2: Uh, yeah, so in uh, Warframe, like once you get to the quote-unquote end game, a lot of it is just about uh, min-maxing your build. Um, usually, there are like end game sort of items you can get, uh, mods that are even rarer and more powerful. Um, however, they could also have like random stats, so you need like certain types of materials to uh, re-roll the stats. So you can only keep like twelve of them, only can be used with certain weapons. However, a lot of people would say that the true endgame of Warframe is what a lot of people refer as Fashion Frame, which is basically just getting gear, crafting it, and basically using it to make the best-looking Warframe you can, Uh, which is what a lot of people do, and I've seen some really cool designs out there. But, um, yeah, that's, that's more or less what they do, just making the best build you possibly can.
1: And do you like that system? Is that a system you you think there's good ideas from it that you'd want to implement into Anthem, or is it something that you know it works good for this game, but it probably won't work good for Anthem? I, I think
2: with I think with uh, min-maxing, uh, especially like especially if it's something like javelins, where there's different uh, different possibilities for both the pilot stats, and then you also have like individual gear slots and everything. Um, I think you could have a very different type of Colossus or Storm or Ranger or Interceptor, depending on which path you go. And I think it's, like, it's not necessarily min-maxing it to be like objectively the best, but making it the most efficient for your play style um, in, in Warframe. So I think in Anthem, if they follow a similar, a similar track, you could have people with very different javelins coming in. But these are javelins that have been fine-tuned for their usage. And I think that'll end up making some really cool stuff.
1: Right on, Mike. What's your end game? What do you want to see? What What's going to keep you coming back after you hit uh, level cap?
0: So I, I think I'm okay with a 20,000 point per level um, experience kind of thing. So after, for sake of argument, after level 30, if that becomes the cap or whatever, then, then after that, I'd be okay with maybe like a an XP level up loot drop. Maybe it's just an item, just a random item that falls out of the sky and you can collect. Maybe it's maybe it's, um, maybe it's a chest that with points that go to um, a vanity chest that you can end up buying um, with points um, to, to kind of get those uh, vanity things that JD was talking about like you would do. Just to, I mean, it's something it's not really, it's it's really nothing, but it's something, if that makes sense. But is,
1: but is that something that would keep you coming back? That hey, I, if I keep playing, if I keep leveling up, you know, what what would make you go from all right? I've hit you know this level one hundred and five. What's the drive for you to go to one hundred and six? Just for like a random drop, or I mean, well, what...
0: I think I think for me, I think for me anyway, the way I'm planning on playing um, Anthem is is level. Level will kind of take a back seat to um, um, experience, meaning meaning if I, you know, so so our our group our team the four of us will probably most likely um, play together probably you know ninety to ninety five percent of the time, you know maybe maybe even more than that and so depending on what we do, De- Devin's all surprised. Um, so depending on what we do, more if than ninety five
1: is a lot. <laughs>
0: But it's not 100. It
1: doesn't have to be. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> More than 95 is, can be 100.
0: Yeah. It can be 100, but... So, because there will be time where we're playing solo, where we jump in solo and just kind of run around. But what I'm saying is is that is that I think the thing that will drive me, um, and maybe the rest of our group, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think the thing that will drive me is, okay, guys, we're getting ready for the Stronghold on Saturday. They recommend level 26... We're all at level thirteen, we've got some work to do. You know, so it's so it's not so much getting, you know, and the gear will get you up that level if it yeah, but, follows
1: the same pattern. But I mean I'm pattern. But you're talking no, about I understand what
0: you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that that level drive won't be as big for me as as experienced drive. If I do have to get to a certain level to do a stronghold, if I do have to do a certain level to do set activity. Then I'll probably work for that. I won't just work for it just to get. But
1: it, but anything big, after big that, grind. then it doesn't matter so much to you. I don't is, think is so. I saying? mean, it'll be okay.
0: cool. It'll be cool to get shaders and and um, different colored javelins, different color suits. Um, but but again, I think I think
1: that's not my big drive. Gotcha, Devin. What's your drive after after you hit level thirty <clears throat> level cap?
3: So the system I want to see is pretty similar to Diablo and what they have in Borderlands. Um, it's kind of a mix of both. So basically, they have the same amount. Of, so once you reach max level, like uh, in Diablo, it's level seventy, and then the the thing that's different from that I want them to include from like Borderlands, there's two different things. One is so the first cap was like fifty, and then they would release an expansion and it would go up in level, right? So you can go max level. Uh, so what they do when you reach the cap is is there's a certain amount of XP you have to gain after that, and it gives you a point. And in uh, Diablo, you know, obviously you can get a Paragon point, and you can put it in one of four areas, depending on where you are. You know, as you're going through, there's four different areas, and they have each area has four uh, attributes that you can increase. Um so with with Borderlands, I like it gives you six random out of a list of like twenty to thirty total attributes, um, and so those attributes uh, increase everything. Uh, you know, if you have a weapon, you can if you want to focus on just specific things that are showing up there, you can keep pushing. You know, into your weapon accuracy or whatever else. Um, but those increase. So, but in Borderlands, whenever they would release a new expansion those points would stop until you reached max level again. So you would stop gaining those other points, and then you could pick it right back up as soon as you got to max level. So um, I like – you know, I want to be able to continue to uh, make my javelins better and increase the skill by continuing to play because when there's nothing to really play for, there's – I mean, it's like – You you, know, you have I, to have I an like incentive. Th- yeah, I mean, I like Sea of Thieves, but at the same time – I don't really play it because, I mean, the only point of playing it is when you're playing it with friends and you complete that experience, and then it's like, okay, I don't really need to increase to Pirate Legend or whatever because it doesn't really give me much that I'm looking for. Whereas if you can increase your skills and attributes, uh, you know, infinitely, you can have you know uh, a really crappy weapon that you don't like, but your accuracy is increased, you know, by twenty percent. And it's so much better. So
1: Yeah, so that carrot on the stick isn't there for Sea of Thieves. For Diablo, I like I don't so much like the Diablo method because the end of Diablo, um, Mike's searching Diablo on his phone right now, so he has all up on this information. So I'm you, trying to. Everything. I don't I don't know much about all this stuff.
0: I'm I'm doing my research
1: now, I'm sorry. I
0: apologize.
3: But I'm yeah. learning a lot.
1: You're it's texting your brother-in-law.
3: about, uh, you know.
1: So every time you level up in Diablo, like Devin said, you get one point to go to four stats. Like There were so many times when you'd get a Paragon in, level in Diablo that you wouldn't even go and allocate it right away. You'd be like, oh, I have 20 Paragon points that I didn't even know I had because in the long run, those points don't mean too much towards your build. I mean, it's all gear pieces that way. So even then you're you're playing in that game not so much for the paragon level but just getting that's just something that happens while you're playing um, but like you said in borderlands there are some little bit more incentives to go for so hopefully there's something like that in in anthem i don't i hope there's not you know i hope it's meaningful to keep going and to continue and it's not a system that just kind of you know if you're not playing this much then you're not going to be able to do the strongholds at this level there has to be a balance there that you know it it's a good thing. It's a good incentive for people to keep playing, but it can't be something that if you're not playing all the time and if you're not at this you know high enough level that you're not going to be to be able to do the the toughest content. So well, it'll be interesting so balance.
3: one coming on that. So you were talking about the Diablo and really, I mean those the Paragon points. Like I said, in early levels they don't really matter much, you know. But really, to do like because there's a difference in there their in-game content of the repeatable, you know, rifts and stuff like that. And the higher level you want to do, like if you're doing like a level 80 and above, you know, you really need, uh, you know, 600 to 1,000 Paragon points to really help you push over until you get that gear like you're talking about. And uh, even still, like a lot of those guys that play it and push into those higher level rifts of the harder difficulty, they're, you know, over 1,000 to 2,000 Paragons um because it's that's what her- so i mean th- there could be <laughs> something like that you know where i mean we know you can change the difficulty but this probably it's not on the same scale of being able to change you know between level 10 and level 100 or whatever you know for in diablo but um i don't know i mean like you said i hope it is worth it so
1: yeah all right, Nicholas Finn, he asked John on Twitter, he says, will there be more biomes other than jungle and water? And John says, it is mostly the jungle with a few surprises to come. So is, is this just a badly worded answer that he says, it's mostly jungle, but with a few surprises to come? Because what does that mean, a few surprises to come? Does that mean, oh, it's jungle, yep, but we're yep. bringing in the mountains later? It, it might be a, well, that's all we have ready now.
0: Give us a second to get the expansions ready, or or maybe the jungle is the only thing we could get ready, the snow isn't doing what we want it to, and the desert isn't reacting the way it's supposed to, so so maybe it's a necessity <laughs> excuse me. Maybe it's a necessity kind of thing. But yeah, because, I don't
1: know. because right now if if the jungle is mostly is most of the game I mean, that, that's, that's pretty disappointing to me because I would like to see other things besides the jungle. You've seen concept art about mountains on fire, concept arts about more forest-looking areas. I mean, we've seen under the caves and stuff. But do you guys think that maybe just the way that the Shapers built this world, this world was supposed to be jungle and that's it? I mean, if you have well, gods well, that can remember, build worlds to what they want them to be. Also
0: that, remember, remember also that the surface is jungle. I mean we don't know how far underground we go. From Correct. the first level scars and villainy seem to be all underground and so there's there's a lot of verticality to this game and so maybe maybe we're going a whole lot deeper and that's where the the lava comes into play that we've seen in the concept art and maybe we find a cave that has the mountains in it. I mean I mean we're not real sure what the makeup of this planet is. We don't know if it's if it's vast like ours it has different regions with different terrain maybe this terrain is stacked vertically I mean plus and and we haven't really seen anything explored too much in the sky have we like floating islands or, or things like I that. I think
1: the yeah. only thing we've seen is in the first reveal trailer when they jump off of the tower at Fort Tarsus we're flying through the sky um it wasn't much in the air there though was it, it was just no but we were pretty high up so before we started going in so so what yeah. do you guys think I mean is this how, do you, how did you guys interpret this question that, you know, 98% of this game we're going to be in the jungle or there's other um, stuff coming? I kind
3: of look at it like, you know, it's more of their we're not ready to talk about that yet, you know, type of conversation is with most of the stuff they have. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But it's like, yeah, it's mostly jungle. I, I can understand that they want to focus on one particular area. And my guess is that down the line they'll expand – I mean, hopefully they'll expand the map um, you know as bigger expansions or whatever. I don't mean you know they could have them in the expansions and have those biomes in there easily. Um, we kind of talked about it on our discord today. Um, you know there's games that just have one type of environment or one type of weather. And that just really wears on you. The you know the more you play it, because it's just like oh, it's always winter, or it's you know it's always this. You know,
0: I'm always in New York City, and it's always winter.
1: <laughs> yeah. and it's always so depressing. Just,
3: yeah, so uh, I'm hoping they have you know, I mean, they talked about weather and different things, and and so um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, that's my whole thing was you know either they're not ready to talk about it. Or it'll be in there but it's smaller and then they'll bring it in more uh as expansions come around. So
0: And yeah. it's and it probably is for sure coming. They're not gonna leave. I mean, we saw the map, right? We saw we saw the map that they gave us and it's big and vast and, and John Warner on the on one of his interviews today, he said that the game is big, right? And they have a plan for it. And it's not just this isn't this isn't just anthem and then we're moving on to the next project. There's gonna be um, a version 2.0 and a version 3.0 and expansions in the middle and so they're not gonna leave us i think I think this just seems like like natural progression they gotta they gotta see if everything's gonna work in the jungle all the mechanics and other physics and things and so yeah. we'll get it when it comes out and again i think I think it plays to that idea of of what's next you know um, John warner in, in his interview he says that the first horizon is gonna be, um, you know, getting getting the experience to your pilot, and then getting the first javelin, and then getting the second javelin, and you know maybe one of the horizons is conquering the jungle, and the one of, and then the next horizon will be conquering the mountains, kind of thing. So if you look at it that way, it, it actually bodes well for the game, and gives us gives us the idea that that it is going to be here for a long time. This isn't just a one and done. Like, I'll give um, you
3: a little taste of something like Hanson. This is what you can uh, look forward to. I would like. Yeah. To exactly.
2: I would like to say that, um, historically speaking, when it comes to BioWare, usually when they show something in concept art, but they don't show an equivalent in the game itself, that has always usually been um, an area that they don't talk about prior to launch because it's plot-related. Um, like Mass Effect had uh, uh, had concept art of the final planet. I think it's like uh, Ilos or something like that is the name. Um I know it's been the same in Dragon Age Origins and, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition, Master 2, 3, Andromeda. Like, they usually have concept art that they show off before the game, and you see it's like, oh, well, this is, like, an unannounced planet. And then it just, when all the promotional stuff starts coming up, you see gameplay, you see the devs talking, it's just absent from it. And you're like, oh, well, I guess it's just unused. And then it's actually, like, spoiler territory, really. So I think... That's what he might be referring to when he's talking like a few surprises to come. Like maybe the lava area might have some significance. Maybe the icy area might have some significance to the plot. I don't know. I certainly hope it's not just uh, a jungle. But from what we've seen of the jungle so far, you know, there's caves, there's like a lot to it. And it does make sense because anytime you've ever seen like, do any of you guys have ever seen that like show where it's like after Earth or like after humanity, is like left Earth? Or whatever. It like takes over. Over over well, most overgrown climates usually end up looking a little jungly. And it's it would make sense that a world without civilization all over it would only well would be considerably overgrown. So it makes sense. Is it interesting for long term gameplay? Probably not, but who knows? It might be different in how they execute it.
0: I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time in a game that didn't have too many changes in their world. And so, I think I think I think my thing is is like I said about the experience. I don't know if it really matters as long as I've got people to play with and friends to play with. So.
1: Yeah, solitaire's rough, man. man. You could change the background color, but usually is <laughs> no, you, default can't, you green. can you can change
0: the background of your cards. You can't change the background <laughs> color. Can you play solitaire with, with other people?
1: Oh yeah, it's called solitaire co-op so malik says or asked john in what ways will players be incentivized to keep coming back to anthem and staying he put that in all caps for some reason logged in for numerous hours at any given time it sounds like malik is like i've got to be logged into this game staying in here not logging out will this come in the form of multifaceted quests perhaps xp boons for space? Plain- um playing during specific world events and john answers and says because we have a dynamic world in anthem there are multiple reasons to keep coming back we'll be able to get into details later dang it he did it again he's like nope we're just gonna push that one on down the line thought we're gonna get an answer nope so john's like no we're talking about this later so i a lot of stuff that they're just not talking about all right so just talking about yeah, they, they keep talking about the dynamic world bringing it up and hopefully that's gonna be something that will keep us logged in and keep us playing a bunch Brandon Jor- Jorgensen. I think that's how you said that says so the Colossus has the shield What do the other javelins have in that slot and are the other abilities and are there other abilities for that slot? So John says the shield is not a gear slot. It's a damage mitigation ability. The Ranger has a dash You've seen the Storm's teleportation in our gameplay yes. demo, more on the interceptor later. So this is interesting because I assumed that the shield was a gear piece that you could equip on the Colossus, but it sounds like there's some sort of uh damage mitigation. And the dash, the Ranger has the dash and the Storm can teleport. So I don't know if that's going to be just specific, that's what it is. That's not going to change. You'll always have that if you're in these specific javelins, but it doesn't sound like there's going to be I mean maybe there'll be multiple types of shields I don't know do you guys think they're gonna have because if you can have multiple types of shields for the Colossus what do you do for the Ranger that has a dash different types of dashes different
3: yeah maybe it's a dash that leaves you know damage as you can dash through somebody or I don't know you know maybe
0: maybe it's a it's a distance thing your first dash is three meters your your higher level dashes are 15 meters Maybe it's maybe you can have a vertical dash maybe you could have like a, a dot dash or a dot dot dash
3: I don't
0: know it, I mean it makes sense that you want your Colossus shield to kind of suit your personality if you if there are options for one if it's if it's just the shield and that's it I mean I think I'm okay with that I guess it would be like the uh, um, it'd be like a like a, what would it be like in another game? Maybe like a melee attack. I mean, I think I think about Destiny that had three classes, and each of the melee attacks were different, right? The hunter used a knife. The storm punched what, and the titan did a shoulder charge. Is that what it was?
2: Uh, no, the titan just so, punched harder. Uh, the, the all, hunter, had the, hunter all different. had the throwing knife. Uh, the warlock yeah. had their melee.
3: a broken punch from six feet away. Or, yeah, like that. Or something thing. like that. Oh, so, I I so, you. You. so it was the
2: so it was the <laughs>
0: same thing but different. And I mean, depending on what on what javelin you use, like it doesn't. I don't think it matters to me that one has a shield and one can run. I wonder what the uh, interceptor will have. Maybe like a a run like faster. A, well, I guess run but, faster. You know, you, the, you know what it'll probably we,
1: do. It'll probably go stealth. Is I'm guessing what it'll probably do.
2: Oh yeah, maybe. Are, are we are we talking about differences in the shield and in dashes in terms of like actual like gameplay differences, or are we just talking about, like, the pure cosmetics of it?
1: No, we're talking about... I think think a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. Whether, you know, if you can change the Colossus shield to be something different, what do you do for a ranger or an interceptor that just moves or teleports? Well, maybe you can. I would probably say, like, particle
2: effects and, like, different particle effects. Like, instead of, like, a lightning teleport, you might have, like, a fire-themed teleport or a dash like you might leave a, you might leave some flames in your wake or maybe like a bunch of dust and dirt flies out of the ground as you move like just different yeah. effects or maybe you, it just looks different
1: because we've also seen the Colossus use the shield to mitigate damage from uh, mines so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting and you got to, to walk see with it, huh? yep so it'll be yeah, interesting to. to see more so then yep. Platinum Kex says one weiris in demo zoo Anthem Geben that's French. So then, John says, "The good news is, demo details will be coming very soon." I don't know what that means. They said very soon we'd be getting the um the the music blog post, and that was about a month and a half till we got that. So I don't know what "very soon" means, unless plans
3: change, Stephen. Plans do change.
1: I'm guessing probably very soon is going to be a week and three days, which is September first, and that'll be the PAX panel. So I'm going to guess a lot of that is going to happen then. Um, if they were going to announce a demo, I'm going to guess they're going to they're going to announce it then. Correct? Is that kind of where we're where we're placing our bets here? Watch pots, man. Watch pots. Watch pots never flame gas. Um, hardcore VR. Ask will we get VR support post launch? And John says it's possible. Never say never. So are you guys? I was really on board with the VR train. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to build this computer so we can play Anthem. Might as well get you know build it towards VR capable. But it sounds like the only times you'd be able to use VR in any adequate way would be whether you're in Fort Tarsus or you're in the Strider. So, I mean, yep. maybe it'll happen. Otherwise, third-person VR, I mean, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Is that something that you guys are remotely interested in? No. Nope. no. Nah. Oh. Cool. I'm not,
3: I mean, VR is getting better, but it's until, you know, they're getting to where it's wireless, you know, they, they have a, adapters or... or Newer headsets, second, third generations, but they're like you know twelve hundred dollars just for the VR headset, and so you know really- until the image
0: can come out of my TV, I'm not doing VR. <laughs> yeah. If I have to wear something, <laughs> it's not happening.
3: I don't uh, mind I, I, you know wearing something, but I just think it's... because you wear
0: glasses, what about those of us who never yeah. wear anything on our face like ever? You we wear
3: a hat every day. It's, it's, not, on face. Face. it's, it's not on my face. It's not on my face. That's, your forehead.
0: That's
2: yeah, your forehead. I just mean, want. I just, well, <laughs> <I'm> just waiting for <laughs> the point in my lifetime when <laughs> video games just get beamed straight into your brain, man. Like, I mean, why? Why do you need like an entire like room for for VR? Like, I mean, every person I've seen who has VR that wasn't like at a convention or something like that, there they have a VR room.
3: Like, you have to. You gotta have that space. Yeah, right. you have
2: to, and it's like it's like and and so, padded so you don't run into stuff so like if you're if you're like the average person like not only is this is a high point well high cost point in terms of point of entry but you also need like there's you need space which is already a premium for most people that live in any kind of Anywhere? place ever <laughs> like uh, i mean like my my friends they're pretty well one of my friends was pretty well off and he has his like own quote unquote hollow deck you know and it was cool but I still don't think VR is anything more than a fat. I haven't been convinced otherwise so far.
1: All right, you're going to be a tough sell, J.D., but guys, I think that was the, unless I missed something that you guys saw from the AMA, um, there wasn't a lot of other questions asked um, that weren't repeats of what we already covered or things that we already knew. So that is it, I believe, for episode 51 of the Freelancer Codex podcast the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. It's times like this when you remember, man, we, we really did have a drought of information for a really long time. And as we're getting things trickled in, I mean, it's sometimes it's easy for us to remember or be like, man, we need a lot more information, but really we're getting more than we ever had before, which is a good thing. Some... We've,
0: we've done more
1: with less. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes it's hard to keep that perspective. Like, you know, yeah. we're starting to get stuff. So, So I personally get kind of greedy where i feel like you know if you're starting to release information you know don't stop keep the hype train rolling it's really hard to do you know but we're, we're doing our best to get the information out there to people that ask We've answered a lot of questions that people have had sent in it's like no they already answered this question here's a tweet to it so we're doing our part by where come on give us we'll give you time you can have time just not too much time
3: i think it's good i mean there's there's a lot of people like i said Earlier, that still don't know. Even on Reddit, people uh, comment on my post and they're like, What did you guys talk about for 50 episodes? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, What do you, what do you, I just like really repetitive, you know? And so, I mean, it's interesting. New people come to, you know, Reddit and other places and they're just trying to figure things out about Anthem. And, uh, you know, like you said, we, we've been talking for a long time. And now we don't, I mean, we're still speculating, but we're getting closer to the point where we don't need to speculate anymore, so.
1: Yeah, we've got some nuggets. Pretty soon, in a week and a half, we'll know a lot more than we did before. So we'll probably even get some demo details. That is not
0: a sanctioned (laughs) timeframe.
1: It's not, but Mm -hmm. that's what I'm assuming. I just hope people that, like when they announce when the demo is gonna be released, that we don't get upset that it's gonna be released in January, because I think a lot of people are really excited for the demo. But we're not going to get the demo for a long time. My prediction is it releases in January or even early February. We're not going to get it in November. Not going to happen. So I mean,
3: to me, if they don't release it in November or December, then it's I mean, all it is is a server test. But we're I mean, we're, talk, not,
1: we're talking demo here, though, <clears throat> not the beta. Yeah,
3: well, they they don't I say mean, beta. All they say is demos. They never well, say I mean, the word beta. So, didn't the Division also
2: dim- do a demo? Like they had a beta and then they also had a demo.
1: Who? Yep. Sorry. I didn't. The Division. They had an alpha test and they had a beta. beta. I don't know if they had an actual demo or not. I'm not 100% sure. You could be right.
3: All I know is, you know, Bioware keeps saying demos. And it says demos in uh, the Legion of Dawn. So, Correct. plural. So there's, they obviously have to have something, but like we've talked about before, that could be from one weekend to the next weekend. And um, but I think you know if they if they're serious about getting anything from these besides a server test, then it needs to be with a couple months. You know, more than just one month or two months before the game comes out.
1: So, but that would be a beta, though, right?
3: Yeah, but they're not using the term beta. So,
1: but then then are we sure that they that they're I just don't wanna assume that they're you know they're using demo when they really mean beta. I'm just assuming that they mean demo and it's gonna be a demo. It's gonna be the first part of the game that's actually gonna launch. This is to play so that you buy the game, not to play to test servers. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It will be. Like again, it'd be nice to have a little bit more information. But until next time, guys, there's a free there's a freelancer on the horizon. That's not there's how a it goes. The I wish there was a freelancer on the horizon. There's a shaper storm coming. It's me. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Don't forget to join our Discord to your chance to win a colossal pin.
3: This bad boy. Right
0: there it is. He's holding it up. Later. Thanks for listening. Peace. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer coding. On Facebook at Freelancer Codex or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.